Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm excited to announce this week's guest, Jen Collins. She's a fellow mama podcaster and owner of an amazing self-care subscription box. So thanks for joining me and welcome to the show. Hey, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to, to chat um, all about business and, and you know learn more about your story. I know some, but I'm excited for my listeners to learn about what you do because it's just so needed and so amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, so before we get into all those details, what are you, what are you sipping on today? Oh, my goodness. Well, I am... I'm like rose gold obsessed. <laughs> so um, earlier today, I went to Walgreens. I know the pink Moscato champagne, and it's like this beautiful rose gold color, and it's bubbling in my glass. It's very, very nice. <laughs> oh, yum. Is it Moscato? That's like that, that kind of sweet, or is it drier? Yeah. No, I am a sweet tooth all the way. I cannot drink dry um, <laughs> wine. Like I, I can't drink any red wine. It's just too dry for me. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's like my favorite. Like that's my go-to is like a deep, uh, heavy, dry red. <laughs> I would love to be that person, but I just, it's like t- too bitter. I don't know. I need, I need that like little sweet um, kind of background taste. So I'm more of a white wine person. Um, rosé, Moscato, <laughs> Riesling. I love a good Riesling. That's one of my favorites. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, yeah, it's, that's what's cool about all the different varieties and different people. Like we all have different, you know, likes and wants and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. And you know, I, my husband is, he loves red wine. So we kind of clash there. I'm always like, can you, if you get yourself some red wine, can you just pick me up a white please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, so let's, chat about your business. Like how long have you been a small business owner? You know, tell us what your business is about and who it helps and and how did you get started in in all of it? Sure. Well, it's actually um, interesting because um, for a long time, for about eight years um, before, before having kids and during kids, um, I worked full time out of the home and my husband and I both worked at a church and it was where we lived in Florida. And then, um, super long story, but I'm not going to get into all of it, but we decided that it was, it was just time for us to move on and we wanted something brand new. We wanted to start a business and we really just wanted a change in our lifestyle because we were working really, really long hours and we never saw our kids. And, um, where we lived in South Florida, it's like the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. And it's just nonstop all the time. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was constantly feeling depleted, feeling like a failure, um, burning the candle at both ends. And if I, I was totally out, out of balance, if I felt like I was, you know, doing so great at work, um, and just like hitting all my goals while home was suffering as a result of that and then vice versa. So I just, um, never felt, I never felt like I was winning. (laughs) I always felt like a failure. Um, 
And so as a result of all of that, we decided to move and we moved to Western North Carolina. We're in the mountains in a really cute little town um, about an hour from Asheville. Mm-hmm. And um, we, my husband wanted to start a small business. And so he owns a video production business. And um, while he was starting that, I was doing a little bit of freelance work, but I mostly decided um, I was just going to be a stay-at-home mom for that, for that time. And I was also pregnant with our third child, um, who is a little surprise. <laughs> um, we called him our mountain baby because he was unexpected and he, happy, you know, he was born in the mountains. So, um, so yeah, he, he, I was pregnant with him and just trying to keep my head above water with all of the new things happening, the transitions going on in our lives, um, at that time, you know, moving and, um, having to start all over with new friends and mm-hmm. we knew two people when we moved here. So, um, so yeah, now we've been here five years and it's, it's basically, it feels like home, you know? Um, but during that time I decided I, I really wanted to do something. Um, I knew I couldn't work outside of the home. It's not really an option for us right now, but, um, you know, I, I saw my husband start this business and I thought, well, I can do something too, but I really wanted a product-based business because mm-hmm. um, his is service-based. And so um, through a series of events, I'm totally like summing this up in a short story, but um, my my husband actually kind of suggested a subscription box and I was like, ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, you know, I had gotten um, like HelloFresh or like Blue Apron, those kinds of subscription boxes, but I had never gotten like a FabFitFun or um, a Birchbox or anything like mm-hmm. that, like the most, you know, more popular, like beauty women's um, boxes. And so I was like, huh, let me think about that. And so I just kind of sat on it for a while. Um, and actually, this is all happening a year ago. I just was sitting on this idea, trying to figure out if this is what I really wanted to do and how in the world do you start a subscription box? You know, I never didn't know anybody who was doing that. And so, um, you know, over time and just brainstorming and praying and just kind of seeking God about what to do next. Um, he really just gave me this idea for self-care for moms. And, um, the reason that I feel, I felt really good about that idea and I felt like I had an authority to speak on it is just because throughout, um, my working life and motherhood, I have had kind of a roller coaster of emotions, you know, like I kind of alluded to before when I was working full time with very small children. Um, I was just a mess. Um, I was a hot mess all the time. And <laughs> hard. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Babies at home trying to, trying to pump in my office. I had an office mate. Luckily she was amazing. She was a good friend of mine. So <laughs> I'd be like, okay, Natalie, uh, I'm going to pump now. <laughs> so <laughs> you go to the bathroom, now's your chance. Um, so it's just, it was laughable really. And I have some crazy places where I had to pump um, during my time at, <laughs> at the church. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just was um, a mess. I cried a lot. I was just very unhappy with, with my situation, but felt forced into it because, well, first of all, I loved it, but mm-hmm. also... Um, you know, it, we needed it financially. Both of us had to have an income. Um, but like God does, he always works things out and it, it turned out we didn't need two incomes. And so, um, that, that portion of my life, another portion of my life just recently, you know, and then just moving here, um, 
the overwhelming emotions of, of everything that we had to, to, had to do. Um, you know, just, it was very, it was a very difficult transition to move. Mm-hmm. And then finding out that I was pregnant unexpectedly was also <laughs> difficult. Um, and then later on when he was, um, about 18 months old, he had a, um, we, we realized that there was something going on with him as far as speech. And, um, I just chalked it up to him being the third kid, chalked it up to him being a boy, you know, everyone talks for him and he, he's the baby. Um, but there was really a deeper issue, um, when we really got to the heart of it and went to speech therapy and, um, he was diagnosed at age three with, um, apraxia of speech. And I didn't know what that was, but basically it's a brain motor disorder where, um, he can, re- he takes in all the information that he's hearing and he can understand it all. Mm-hmm. And then his brain plans what to say, but there's a disconnect between the brain and the mouth. And when he tries to say things, they just don't come out the way that he is planning them. Oh. Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> like he was, <laughs> He was tested for all kinds of things. Um, And so during that time, it was so difficult for me because I was totally in denial that anything was wrong with him. I just couldn't imagine that something was going on. And and then to top that all off, I had the mom guilt of what did I do during my pregnancy to cause this, you know, which is so ridiculous now because -hmm. because I've worked through it. I went to counseling and um, really worked through those issues of like, this was my fault. Um, and you know, I'm at a totally (laughs) different place now and definitely don't blame myself whatsoever. But, um, during all of kind of all those like little seasons that I've mentioned, Mm -hmm. and of course there's so much more that, you know, I, I'm not saying, but, um, self-care was not a priority. And, um, I, you know, I knew that I could speak to this, um, subject um, in a way where I have, I have been there. Um, I can commiserate with you. I know, um, you know, I know the kind of the ups and downs of motherhood and when I've been really great at taking care of myself and when I've been not so great at it and, um, and, and just thought like, I don't matter, things like that. Um, when I've been at the lowest of lows. And so I really felt like God gave me this idea um, to bless other moms. And so really it's for moms who feel burned out, who can't find time to take care of themselves. And um, that's, you know, that's my kind of mission is to knock out those excuses of, I don't have time for self-care. I don't have money for self-care. And I feel guilty when I practice self-care. I'm like, my mission is to eradicate those excuses from our vocabularies. So it's, it's a, it's a tough mission, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it's, it's so needed. Um, like just, whether you work outside the home or you own your own business or you're stay at home, like any which way you do motherhood, it's hard. Like there's no getting around it, you know? And it's so easy to be like, Oh yeah, I can't fill from an empty cup, but I'm gonna have to fill up my cup tomorrow. And then, you know, take care of all of your tasks because there are so many, you know, like, and I totally agree with you. Like it's so, it's so hard sometimes to just do it. Like just to put, like to put it as a priority. And I can tell when I do it, you know, and when I don't like it, it just right. a ripple effect to like everything, like my business, yeah. my, family, my feeling, like how, you know, everything. Yes. You can tell when you, when you are not um, kind of taking care of yourself because things just, 
things just aren't good and you're not at your best. And, um, you know, it's, it's really, it doesn't just happen. And so my big thing is just talking about, um, making, making the time because there is time people say they don't have time, but everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can make, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes here and there, you know, and there are different seasons where, you know, self-care looks different than, than another season, you know, newborn season does not look the same as elementary kids school season. Right. Um, so things that I can do now, I could never have done when my kids were babies. And so you just have to realize, well, like what season am I in? Am I in? What is going to fill me up? <laughs> what drains me? And how can I make this happen without feeling guilt, without, you know, spending too much money and making, you know, finding the time to do it. So those are those are my like major, major pain points that I'm trying to fill. And so the box is just kind of an answer to that of, um, you know, these are things that um, are, some of them are really fun. Some of them are really, you know, for soul care. You know, there's a lot of, uh, I put a lot of books in there sometimes um, and just things to make you kind of think and, and plan and dream and um, and then there's just, you know, some things that just make you feel good and smell good. And all of those things are part of self-care. Self-care takes on so many different forms. And so the box is a friendly, gentle reminder, um, that can just arrive at your door every month. You know, maybe you forget about it and all of a sudden it's there and you're like, oh yeah. And then you open it up and all you have to do is just start. You just start mm-hmm. doing it. Um, and so, oh, I forgot to answer one thing was I've only been doing this for 10 months because I officially um, signed up for my, I guess my LLC, um, in October of 2018. And then I sent my very first box in December, right for Christmas time. So it was amazing. And it's been, you know, I just sent out my August box. And so, um, every single month is so exciting. And when these boxes leave my house, I just like do a happy dance. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, well, it like like, comes with love too, you know, and you can feel that each, each month is a different theme, right? Yeah, yeah. So I plan out the themes for the whole year. And, um, you know, so then I'm just kind of always on the lookout for things to kind of fill those themes and um, try to make it fun and exciting and relevant, you know, things yeah. that you things that you want, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I love that you said that it doesn't take like a ton of time and it's different ways of doing it. Like, I know this is going to sound so weird, but like, even just like when I like shave my legs, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I feel better. Like, and not even just like letting that, you know, go and feel kind of not my best, you know, it's like so simple, but you know, there are sometimes like there's months where I was just like, I'm, you know, whatever, <laughs> it's just, yeah. which is usually and winter so, months, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, winter months, my legs are not very pretty, right. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely times where it's just so simple. Like I was just telling someone the other day, I was feeling really frumpy for like, I don't know, days in a row where I just didn't care. And I was mm-hmm. kind of in a funk and hair was up, didn't care about my makeup, whatever. And I made time like 30 minutes for myself a few days ago. And I took a nice long um, bath and I just made myself feel good. I shaved. Yes. You know, and I, um, (laughs) I just felt like a woman, like I did my hair again and I just, you know, put on some makeup and not that makeup like solves everything, but it just made me feel more like me. And I finally felt like I just felt good about myself. And so just, just things like that where, you know, it's, it's just a little something to help you, um, help you kind of fill up and be, be more at your best. Like all these little things just help you kind of, um, be the best mom for your kids that you want to be. Yeah. 
Totally. And I think sometimes too, cause you know, working from home, it's easier for us not to do things like that, you know? Cause like yeah. sometimes I'm like, why am I going to do my hair and my makeup? And so like you said, it's, right. it doesn't make me, but I don't know, it does make me feel a little bit better. So, I mean, if that works for me, then I should do it more often, which I, I'm getting better at. I mean, <laughs> but you know, it's still, <laughs> you know, it's always a learning curve. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it definitely is so tempting to just stay in my pajamas all yeah, day. For sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, self-care is different for everybody. So if that doesn't make you feel good about yourself, you know, if that's just something you, you always do and you don't struggle. Cause I know people who are like, I take a shower as soon as I wake up, I do my hair every day. You know, I like, I know those people that do that. And so self-care looks different for them and that's totally fine. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Just like the wines, you know, everybody's different. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's a good metaphor. I like it. (laughs) Um, And I'm so bummed, like you said, um, North Carolina. I mean, I was, what, an hour from you? And we didn't, I I was only there for a year, so we didn't connect in time. But I'm so glad we have now, but yeah. Yeah, I know. That's so crazy that you lived there. I can't even believe it. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, we we really did love it. Um, A little more rain than we expected. Um, which is one of the reasons why we left the Northwest in the first place. Um, and we got double the amount in North Carolina. So we were like, um, but we, um, I don't know. It was awesome. And we met amazing people that we still talk to. And yeah, it's got a special place in our heart for sure. Yeah. for sure. It's a really special place. Yeah, it is. Um, family oriented and just outdoorsy. Like it's cool. Yes. Um, and then the other thing that made me laugh because you said you've pumped in some pretty, pretty crazy places. <laughs> it made me think of like when I had my daughter, this was, she's just turned nine. So nine, 10 years ago, um, I worked, I was an assistant winemaker, uh, at a winery out here and I had to pump, you know, and it was during harvest. She was like two months old, which is, you know, in October, November when all the grapes come in and you start making the wine. And so they're long days. So I had to like pump and everything. So I had to go pump in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) It's like um, me and one other female and a bunch of, you know, like it's a pretty labor intensive job. (laughs) And so I'm like, "Uh, I'll be back guys. Please don't come in here. (laughs) Oh man. That's (laughs) literally stinks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, you do what you gotta do. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You really do. I had to bring it all with me all the time. Be always be prepared, you know, have all my like wipes to clean it after and yep. Oh my God. I've like always had an ice pack ready to go because I didn't know if I'd have access to a fridge wherever we were going. And so, yeah, it was the whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then just like cross your fingers that like you don't hear a baby crying, you know? So just like, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of The Office. Did you, did you watch that show? I did. I didn't, I don't think I caught like the last few seasons, but I did watch it religiously in like the beginning. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's an episode kind of, I guess, towards the middle when, well, maybe towards the end-ish where Pam, you know, Pam and Jim are married and they Mm -hmm. have a baby and then Pam comes back to work and Dwight tries to make her lactate by pretending (laughs) to cry like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he, he is successful and it's just hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. That's hilarious. My <laughs> husband watches it now, like on Netflix. So I'll have to, um, I'll have to find that episode. <laughs> yeah. You have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, okay. So how do you balance work and life? Like that is something I think so many people struggle with. I mean, it could be moms, dads, anybody. Like, I think it's something we're all still kind of learning because it seems like it's always go, go, go. 
And so mm-hmm. do you have any tips for, for, you know, well, first, yeah, well, from my former life, um, as a workaholic, um, and in a, in a city where, um, it was go, go, go all the time. Um, and now I moved to a like total opposite land of, um, small town, slow life, nothing happens fast here. In fact, I had to learn to drive differently because, um, you know, I'm from the city and, uh, especially if you drive in Miami, you know, um, if you're at a stoplight and you don't go in the point one second after it turns <laughs> green, um, you get honked at and you get the middle finger and you get all kinds of, you know, like profanity screamed yeah. at you. It's just, it's, it's a whole other world. And so, um, so I had to learn to calm down. Um, and so, yeah, I, from, from that former life to now, um, I put some things into place where I don't, I don't get like run ragged like I used to. Um, I, we've you know, like, we purposely, um, kind of changed the way that we live, honestly. So not only do we, you know, just totally move out of the environment, which of course not, not everybody has to do or can do <laughs> Um, but we cut things out. Um, honestly, before I say all that, but like balance, I feel like is, is totally a myth. There is no such thing as balance. Um, because as soon as you feel balanced in one way, the other way drops. Like that's just true. That's, that's just how I've seen it happen in my life of, um, you know, I, I'll think everything's in balance and then a kid gets sick or, um, you know, like for example, where I used to work, um, I was in charge of all the printing. And so there was a mistake on, like I would get the project done, but there'd be a mistake, like a typo or something on, you know, a very important printed piece that I made. Um, and so things were in balance and all of a sudden, like all hell breaks loose and I have a huge situation on my hands. And when my kids get sick, um, at least when they used to, they're getting better now, but when they were tiny, um, my son actually ended up at the hospital so many times because he had asthma. And so, um, his breathing would get out of control and it was a whole ordeal. (laughs) So for me, I just, I felt like, um, there is no such thing as balance. So basically I have just tried to put some things into place and quit things. I I'm huge proponent of saying no and of quitting. (laughs) So, um, and quitting in a way that, you know, I'm not just like giving up, but like quitting things. So like, um, extra things that we don't need. So like for a while, we've just now started getting back into this for a long time. We said our kids are not going to do any sports because we just cannot handle that in our schedule right now. And in our like brain, there's like no brain capacity for that at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, especially since my youngest son was very difficult to handle. Um, he's so much better now, but because he can communicate, but when he couldn't, it was all I could do to survive the day. Um, because you know, of his meltdowns and temper tantrums because he, we couldn't understand him. Yeah. It had to be so so frustrating for him. I, you know, like not being able to, to relay what you're feeling. Yes. I mean, yeah, I always, I I would just, he would try to tell me something and I would just start crying because I'm like, oh buddy, I want to understand so bad. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it was awful. Um, and so we, you know, for a while we said no sports. 
Um, like we had, we would have like maybe one little extracurricular activity once in a while for, for one of my kids, but they were fine. And you know what? They wouldn't have even remembered it because they're just now 10, seven and four. Just now we've started things so like my, uh, my son played basketball last winter and he loved it so much. He didn't miss anything by not playing before. Right. And then my daughter played soccer in the spring and her team won. And like, oh. she didn't even like, she had had maybe a tiny bit of experience, but she didn't miss anything from not being a player before. Um, and now they're both going to start soccer. So this is the first time we've had two kids in one sport at the same time. So like, literally we just like inch into things. We like, we'll like quit something and then we'll like inch back into it. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Yeah, because we're just like, well, let's just see how it is. And if we can't handle it, then we know we won't do this again, or we'll do it at a later time. Right. So, um, you know, and it's just, it's just been as the kids have gotten older, we're able to see how we can kind of incorporate more, like more things, but not, not be overwhelmed. And so I think, I think what I, um, basically my like tips or strategies are to like, see what you can cut out of your life because more often than not, there are some things that you don't need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've, I've cut out things that I was in charge of. Like I led a Bible study for a long time and I had, when I was going to start this business, I was like, Oh gosh, I can't do both. There's just, I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew myself and the way that I work and I knew that I would be so overwhelmed and I would be, you know, um, I wouldn't be a good leader at that time. And so I actually stepped down from leading the Bible study. I still went as a, like, as a participant, mm-hmm. but I was like, somebody else, um, you know, this is somebody else's time to lead. And so mm-hmm. things like that, where I was doing really great things. Um, but I just had to say no for a season. Now that doesn't mean that I won't go back and do those things. But like I said, I just, we just tried to cut out and get back to the basic, basic of this is what we have to do. Um, and have to pay for and have to do, you know, like time, finances, all the things. Um, and then we kind of went from there and added things back in. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like to just totally answer your question, I just feel like <laughs> balance um, doesn't really exist. But um, if you can cut things out and kind of get get down to the bare bones of your schedule and then see where you can slowly add things back in. I really think that people will see a difference, um, in their overwhelm and, um, and just their schedule and how, um, how they're more freed up to do things that they want to do, like take care of yourself. So I love that. I I really do. And it makes sense because I mean, it's hard to, when you're in the thick of it and all of the things, it's hard to see what is actually working and what you can handle. So it's like, take a step back, kind of, you know, reevaluate what is working and what, you know, what's best for that season, like you said. And then if it doesn't, then, you know, get rid of it. But if you could get back into it, or if, like you said, maybe another season, then just work it that way. I I love that. That's yeah. And you know, there's something hard about that too, for some people, some people this isn't a problem for, but Um, it is for me. I had a hard time with it at first. Um, I'm kind of a people pleaser and I don't like to let people down. Like that's my worst nightmare is to, um, let someone down and someone be upset with me because I dropped the ball or, you know, or because they're upset at something I did or didn't do. And so, um, you know, this will upset people. If you start cutting things out of your life, um, it's going to make people 
angry or they're going to be like, what do you do? Like, why are, you know, what's wrong with you? Right. Um, and you know what, they don't, you don't have to explain yourself. And, um, that's just kind of how I, how I had to frame it is, um, this is my family. This is my, my well being, And I don't have to explain why I'm doing things the way that I'm doing. You know, I can try, but if they don't understand, then they don't understand. Um, but I have to do this for my own health, um, mental health, emotional, physical, all, all of that. Um, so yeah, if you can just get, get that out of your, out of your way too, that helps. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, I'm like you, um, people pleaser and I don't typically say no. It's always like, yes. And then I'm like, what, why did I just say that? <laughs> right. Right. So I know. It's oh, sorry, funny. I do that too. No, I do that. I do the same exact thing. And I've gotten to the point where instead of saying yes right away, I'm just like, let me think about that and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, and if they need a decision right then, then usually my answer is no, because I'm just like, you can't rush me into this decision right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's not fair. Like, (laughs) right. So yeah, I I totally understand. Um, So are there any, so, and I love that you say that balance is a myth. Uh, As one of my recent guests too called it juggling. She was like, I don't, I don't believe in balance. I believe in juggling. And so like, I like that too, because it is like a constant, I don't know. It, it's similar to balance, but I, I don't know. It kind of has a different meaning for me. And so like, I like to look at it that way too, because it is hard. Like you said, like you put all your focus on this and then it's like a teeter totter for sure. Like everything yeah. else flies up and off. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Oh wait, now I got to get back to that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. I think it is juggling and what I've just chosen to do is not juggle so many balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I've just dropped a lot of the balls uh, on purpose and I feel, I felt good about it. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so to help with the juggling balance, all that fun stuff, um, are there any go-to apps or automation that you use like for your business to help it grow and, you know, just thrive? Yeah. Well, um, so I, you mentioned that I also have a podcast. Um, it's called the mama needs podcast. And I started that about a month after my first box went out. So I started it in January of this year. Um, and I have always, always, always wanted to start a podcast. That's not a new thing. I've always wanted to do it, but I just didn't know what I would do or what I would talk about. And then when I started this business, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. It's like a perfect companion to, um, to the idea of the subscription box is to talk with other moms about their story, their motherhood story and self-care and friendship and all of that. So, um, so I didn't know anything about starting a podcast, um, but my husband helped me. And since he's so techy, um, he was able to, you know, set up all of the stuff on the back end, like with, you know, RSS feeders and, like all these things that I don't understand. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I was, you know, on the creative side, you know, asking guests and coming up with my questions and how the format was going to be and what I, you know, all the things that I, I really enjoy. And so it was nice because I wasn't bogged down with all that tech mm-hmm. stuff that I don't enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to start it fairly quickly and it was, um, I was using Skype to record. I think I told you this story when I was recording with you actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was using Skype at first. Um, I would do just audio Skype, but then I really wanted to do video so I could see, you know, I could see the people that I was talking to, but it, it really wasn't recording well and the quality wasn't that great. And so um, I knew a lot of people were using Zoom, so I looked into that. And then um, 
I also knew some people that were using a website called Calendly um, to schedule their podcast recordings. And what I had been doing was just emailing people and asking when was good for them, which, <laughs> which is <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but it, it was, it was getting out of hand. Like it was getting crazy where it was just like, well, no, that day doesn't work. But how about this day? And how about this right. day? And then with time zones, it's just insane. And so finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to say one is good for me and let the people choose based on, cause like, so what Calendly does, it's brilliant. Calendly links to um, it can link to your Google calendar and it can link to your iCalendar. And so my husband and I share a calendar, an iCalendar um, on our iPhones and um, it, they sync to each other. And so that way I know when he has a shoot or he knows when I have, you know, um, a meeting or a podcast recording or something like that. And so um, the Calendly can link to my iCalendar. So blocks off where I have things going. So I'll never have to be like, usually I don't have to be like, Oh no, you booked it right during my son's speech therapy appointment. And I can't do that, but because it's already blocked off for me. Mm -hmm. So Calendly is, is just so useful for me in that area. Cause now I can just say, these are the days that I have. These are the times that I have. And then people can just choose. And that way it's not so overwhelming for them or for me. Um, and so not only do I do the, the Calendly with um, like syncing with my calendar, but Zoom also, uh, you know, is syncs as well. So what I've done is um, Calendly is free, but they have a paid option, which I think is only $9 a month. So I opted to go for that because that way I can um, incorporate Zoom as well. And so now when people sign up to be a guest on my podcast, they choose a date and a time goes on my calendar and then Zoom automatically makes a Zoom link and sends them an email to invite them to the Zoom meeting. And so I don't have to do any of that. The only thing that I do is email them um, initially, inviting them to the podcast, giving them my Calendly link, and then Calendly and Zoom do the rest for me. Um, and then I'll usually send like my questions that I'm going to ask, but, but literally all of the hard just tedious um, stuff is done for me. And so I cannot do the podcast recordings without that because it just makes it so much easier for everyone. It's just a no brainer um, for me. So that's, that's just one example of kind of automation and apps that I've really learned um, how to use well and that work for me. So that's awesome. I did go and set up my account after we talked. I just haven't completed it yet. <laughs> because yeah, mm -hmm. like when I, you, you know, we talked about doing your podcast, same thing. Like you, I got all like the reminder emails. I got the initial yes. link. Like when you were like, that's all automated. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, cause right now I have a Google sheet, which is, I mean, it's fine, but it's cause it's like, I didn't know exactly what I was getting into when I started to do the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. because I've been sitting on this idea for so long. And then I was like, well, I'll put it out there. When people started responding, I was like, oh my God, well, I need to put them somewhere, yeah. <laughs> which is exciting. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so now I need to get that, that next step um, and just get all of that. So that's yeah. Well, I like though that you, um, <laughs> I, like, I like the way you did it though. I like how you just had one Google sheet and everyone, you had all your Fridays listed out and that's when you could record and that's when people had to decide to pick a day. And so I just think that's so much easier when you present people with lesser or fewer options. 
Um, it just minimizes confusion and, um, you know, it makes things a lot easier for you. So, but yeah, if you just set it up in Calendly that way, it's the same thing, but then it, it then it automates everything else for you, which is just so nice. <laughs> yes. That is definitely high on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it took me some time at the beginning because I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But once I figured it out, um, now I don't have to do anything. So oh, it's that's awesome. so much time. That's awesome. And then, I mean, our, our time, like it's just so valuable between like, you know, working and being a mom and being a human. So I mean, anything we can do to make it quicker <laughs> and take ourselves out of the equation, I'm a, I am such an advocate for. <laughs> Same. Yes. Um, awesome. So what do you do to help your business grow? So like, how do you get out of your comfort zone? Um, and do you have like any examples and, and why was it scary? Oh my gosh. Um, everything I've done for this business has been scary. Um, so <laughs> it is terrifying being an entrepreneur. It, is. it really is. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh. And it's so not like me. Even my parents were like, we're so surprised you started a business. Like we're so surprised that you're an entrepreneur. And I'm like, I am too. I don't know. You know, um, they're just like, just not like you. Um, but yeah, you know, it just, you just have to like push the button and go. So literally everything, every single step has been scary. It's been exciting, but it's also been scary. Like even to the very first time I announced it to my friends on Facebook. Okay. Just my Facebook friends, most of them I know and I love and known them for a long time. And I was, I almost had a panic attack pressing publish in <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram, just, just announcing what I was doing. Um, and the amount of support and love that I got was overwhelming. Like it was amazing. So, um, it's usually all in your head with all those fears. So, yeah, so that was really scary. And then, um, so to be able to even learn how to um, do a subscription box business, I found through you know through my research of of how to do this, I found a woman. Um, her name is Julie Ball, and she owns a subscription box called Sparkle Hustle Grow, which is the cutest ever, and it's for That's female adorable. entrepreneurs. Yes, look that up. Um, yes, you should. It's for female entrepreneurs, and she always has a book and a training and. Um, some office items and things like that. It's really cute. And so she also started, um, she created a, an online course called subscription box bootcamp. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, I mean, that's a no brainer, but it was an investment. It was scary. Yeah. Um, because I just, you know, we own another small business. And so it's just like, it's not like we're like rolling in the dough over here. And so I was terrified. And my husband was like, if you are all in, then I support you a hundred percent. And, um, so with his blessing, I went ahead and, um, paid, you know, paid the investment for the course. And luckily I was like with the fir- the very first group. And so, you know, I got, I locked in the lowest price and now I have it forever. <laughs> so I feel good Sweet. about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, um, going through that course was invaluable to starting this business. So if anyone listening, um, has been wanting to start a subscription box business, you need to look up, um, subscription box bootcamp with Julie Ball. She's opening up, opening it up again in September of, um, of this year, 2019. Cool. I'll put that in the, um, the notes too. Yeah, for sure. So, um, going through that was invaluable. And, but again, that was super scary. Um, but that's how I actually created, like, I couldn't do it without that. I could not have started if, if I hadn't had it, you know, I I could have done it probably, but I would have been pulling my hair out just Googling and, um, 
there's so much that people don't know that goes into this. So she knows. And so she just basically gave us all the information to do it. Um, and then another thing I've done just recently and how I met you is um, that I did another investment again, super scary, but um, I knew you know, I knew that my husband was behind me on it. And so I invested in the business, uh, blooming business inner circle with Amber Housley. Mm -hmm. And so I've been in that since the beginning as well. And so far it has helped me so much. Um, and just knowing that I have that community of women to always ask questions and, you know, having Amber's expertise and, there's a really fun event coming up, a live event in November that we're all going to. And so it's just, um, I'm so glad that I did it. And so it's, it's helping me, you know, take what I have done, um, you know, 10 months worth of work and, um, and just hone it and, and make it better because, um, you know, it's, it's a really tough business and I'm not profitable. And so, um, and it's, it's, again, it's not all about the money for me, but, I also want to be able to support my family a little bit. And so, um, so being in this course is going to help me, um, help me do that. And so I'm excited about, um, excited about the investment that I did there. And both of those things are, uh, all of these things were out of my comfort zone. They were scary. They were, um, you know, taking a huge risk. Um, but, but because we took that huge risk, back five years ago, moving from South Florida to North Carolina. Um, I, but like the risks have been uh, an easier decision to make because of that ginormous risk that we took back then. And I just think that's so cool how God kind of prepares us from, you know, this, this huge <laughs> life changing thing. Um, you know, and, and now we know that he, he will provide and he will pave the way for us because we've seen him do it over and over and over again. Um, just story after story, I could tell you how God has provided for us. So, so yeah, all of those are things are scary, but I just feel like, um, they were invaluable and necessary to, to start and now to grow my business. And my word for 2019 was grow actually. And so oh. it's actually, I didn't even put that together until just now <laughs> um, that I joined the Blooming Business Inner Circle um, because, you know, Amber's all about growing yeah. and the live event, I think is Bloom and Grow, isn't it? I think, yeah, yeah it is. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like coming full circle yeah, so. in November, like towards the end of the year. I know it really is. It's, it's really cool. God is just really cool. How he, how he puts all those things together. So yeah, I was hesitant to join Amber's as well. Like I've seen her for a few years now. I've been following her and, um, another girl in our group, Elizabeth McCravey. She's the one that did my website. Okay. Um, and so I connected with her like over a year ago and um, she's just amazing. And so I had seen that she joined and, you know, it's really involved with Amber. And so that's kind of what gave me that push to, to join. Um, because I just, you know, like you said, it's terrifying to like make an investment. Um, and so even since then, and it's been so just great, like with the community and then, you know, the majority of my guests that I have booked through December now are all from, from the group, which is just so, yes. so awesome. Like I can't imagine like not having this community now. Um, I know. that's awesome. And then, so yeah, so yesterday too, and it's funny that you were talking about how God provides and I've been on the fence about joining this other, um, this other training by James Wedmore. I don't know if you know 
If you I haven't heard of him, but I've seen your, I saw your post about it. So I was really excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's amazing. So it's different from Amber, obviously. So she's more, it seems like, you know, it's like a lot of like the marketing strategy, which I am in marketing as well. And so I love what she's doing. And I, I know that I'm getting like all the up-to-date things to grow my business as well as like help my clients. And mm-hmm. James is separate. It's more of like the holistic approach to your business as a whole, which I feel like I've been missing. Um, just processes, systems, ways to execute, ways to scale, things like that. And I have digital products that I haven't had a lot of sales with and because I haven't been getting them out there. So he mm-hmm. concentrates more on that. So now I have these two like amazing coaches, but I mean, it took me so long. Like I was on the fence for both of them for so long and I just, it's just amazing. Like I can already tell the difference. Like I woke up at like 4.30 this morning, like excited. And I got up and started doing like all of James's training. And it's just like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Like, I don't know. I can't even explain like the different mindset that I have already. And um, that's awesome. All of these signs God put in front of me. And so I finally was like, all right, this is an investment, but I'm going to do it. And like you said, like he paves the way. There's already been like a few things that have come up that I came from left field that I know are going to help me that I didn't even see coming to get this investment back. You know what I mean? Yes, so it's like you yeah. take that leap of faith and then these things come, you know, because you took it. And yeah. So- yeah. You never get the peace. Um, you know, you never feel peace until you actually take the leap and, and make the decision. You just have to have the faith first. And yeah. Then- <laughs> And then the peace comes after. Right. So getting like scary a about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, people around you are like, what are you doing? You know, like right. when we were moving, people thought we were crazy. Yeah. Um, especially my, especially my parents. Uh, I love them. And they're, they're totally supportive of us now, but it was like, they were so angry that we were taking their grandchildren away and stuff, right. um, <laughs> which I don't blame them, but they, they didn't think it was a good idea. And so now they've been able to see, oh, you know, God, God really ordained this and we're so happy for you. And so it's, it's been really cool. That's to see awesome. That. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's so scary and, um, but it's always worth it. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, it's so, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, The exact word is scary. Getting to the point of making the decision and then the decisions, like once you make it and you're on the other side is so different, but getting there Mm -hmm. and then it's just crazy. And I do want to like backtrack slightly at the beginning when we started talking about this and I said being an entrepreneur is terrifying because it is, but I also don't want to like discourage people from going for it because it is amazing. Like it, there are highs and lows and like you can find that in any job really. Absolutely, um, yeah. and having the freedom and just being able to make a difference and impact people's lives and, you know, your own financial freedom and family time. Like there's nothing more that I could ask for, but it is, it is scary. So just, that's just a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, um, Oh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I think I was going to say, oh, I know. Um, I totally agree with that. And also, you know, it's it's scary, but if you just sit around wondering, mm-hmm. then you're always going to regret regret not just going for it and, and, and knowing if you could do it. And so that, that was what kind of was the clincher for me of, you know, am I just going to sit around um, when I know you know, it's a different thing when you're sitting around and you don't have an answer or you don't have, um, you know, a a plan or anything. But if I knew, you know, if I know what I'm supposed to do and I don't do it because I'm afraid, 
um, I'm always going to regret a hundred percent. I'm always going to regret that. And so even if this, you know, whole subscription box thing doesn't work out, which, you know, very well could, um, at least I know I did it. You know, failure is not the enemy here. It's, it's definitely not fun, but you know, if you think of all the people that are successful now that failed at the beginning or were rejected and denied. And, you know, think of all the authors that have written books that have been denied. Um, you know, I, I recently, a few years ago, I went to the Coca-Cola, um, the world of Coca-Cola in Atlanta. And so I think most people couldn't know what I'm talking about, but it's, it's basically like propaganda for Coke. I mean, you right. just go there and they sell, try to sell you Coke the whole time. Um, but, uh, it was really, cool to actually be there because they, um, they were rejected so many times because mm-hmm. people didn't, didn't like their drink or didn't, you know, didn't want it. Um, there had never been anything like that before. And so it was just really cool to see, I wish I remembered like the actual number, but uh, like a number of times they were rejected in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, and now number one soda drink, you know, right. I think I want to say like I saw something recently. I think they sold twelve bottles their first year or something like that. Yes, it was something. That's it. That's yeah, it. crazy. Like nobody wanted it, and now look at them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- there's a quote. I'm going to butcher it. I'm sure, but it was along the lines <laughs> like, um, "The pain of failure is less than like the pain of regret or something like that." So it's like, Mm. so you go through and you fail, like it's going to hurt, but I mean, you go through life without trying that regret is going to hurt so much more, you know? Yeah. I do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've talked about this in a few of my other podcasts and it's on my website too. Like my husband and I ran a business for small, uh, for seven years. Um, and we essentially, I mean, I guess you could look at it as a failure because we ended up closing because we, there was something that came up with our zoning that was our oversight that wasn't pointed out to us in the beginning. And then we applied for financing to do this like big restaurant and farm to table because we had a small farm and brewery. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Brew our own beer. And, you know, the thought of it was amazing. But I, and when we did not get it, I mean, we were crushed. Like it felt like a punch in the face, seriously. Like, yeah. But looking back now, I mean, that it would have been horrible. We had two, like our kids were really little at that time. We would have been living at a restaurant, you know, we would have, it just wouldn't have been good. And God knew that we didn't, you know? Right. So, um, I can see how that would be very hard and frustrating. And I remember when you told me about this in my podcast episode with you, um, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a cool idea. It sounds like so much fun. But yeah, I mean, you know, God knows, God knows why. And like I said, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can do something like that in the future. At least you, you have this, you know, already, you know, you already have this experience of doing it. And so, um, that everything prepares us for the next thing, I think. So that for sure prepare you for something else, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. We learned so many lessons from that. We met amazing people that are still big parts of our life, you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing bad came from it, but at that second at that point in our lives, it was, you know, like the walls were crushing down because that's all we knew, you know, but so just keep going. That's my advice to everybody. Just keep going. It'll lead you to where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm, for sure. Awesome. Um, okay. We're towards the, like your favorites, like, um, your five favorites, your favorite book, your favorite drink thing to do to relax, uh, thing to watch and your favorite place to go. I love these questions. So fun. 
Um, so I could not think of my like all time favorite book. I just have a hard time. Yeah, I've had a few I people love, say that because they have so yeah, many. <laughs> I love books so much. Um, gosh, but I, I'm going to tell you what I'm reading right now because it's very, very good. And so I'm I'm more of a nonfiction person. I, I like fiction totally, mm-hmm. but I just prefer nonfiction. And I love memoirs. I love, and I think it just goes along with, with who I am. Like I've always just loved stories and um, real stories of people's lives and how they've overcome things. And so mm-hmm. I'm a huge memoir, nonfiction kind of reader. And so right now I'm reading The Middle Matters by Lisa Jo Baker. And I've read all of her books. And this by far is the very best. Um, I was reading it on an airplane in June, flying home to Florida. And I was bawling my eyes out in my oh. seat. And <laughs> I don't really cry. Like, I'm, I'm definitely an emotional person. But like, I don't usually cry when I'm in like social places, you know, like, um, I don't, but this book grabbed me. It captured me like the way that she tells it's, it's basically a collection of essays and, um, she's broken it into different parts. Um, and there's a lot about like parenting and motherhood, which of course just, that was what gripped me. Mm -hmm. Um, there's stuff about her marriage, um, And, you know, at first I wasn't sure if I would like the book because she's a little bit older than me. I think she's, she's in her, like, uh, I don't want to like over age her, but I think (laughs) she's in her, I'm pretty sure. I know she's in her forties. I just don't know exactly where, um, and I'm 35. And so at first I was like, well, I'm not middle-aged. I don't know if I like this book, Mm -hmm. but, um, I loved her. And so I thought, well, I'm going to give it a chance. And so, um, it's not like that at all. It's so good. It'll speak to you wherever you are. And it just, like I said, it made me just ball my eyes out and just so meaningful, made me think differently about some things with my parenting and my marriage. And I just really love it. So I can't recommend it enough. She's so real. Like if you follow her on Instagram, she is the like most fun, real person that I follow on Instagram. Like she is truly her authentic real self there you know what you see is what you get so lisa joe baker the middle matters so 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 good awesome um my favorite drink right now um i'm i'm really into coffee and so (laughs) um i can make this at home i learned how to make it at home because i was trying to save money um and so i'll still make it once in a while but it takes a lot of um forethought (laughs) so (laughs) i don't always get it together in time but I love to order from Starbucks um, a grande sweet cream vanilla cold brew. It's my favorite Starbucks drink. Sounds delicious. It is so good. And then Chick-fil-A has a similar one. Um, It's their vanilla iced coffee. And so um, I'm... I love a cold brew, especially right now when it's hot, but when it, um, yeah, when it's hot outside, but when it's cold outside, I'm definitely a hot coffee person. And so mm-hmm. mainly I'll drink like some kind of mocha something or other. And like I said before, I have a super sweet tooth. <laughs> so I just can't drink like normal black coffee. Um, you know, I can't drink like a strong cappuccino. Um, and I'm from Miami area. And so there's a huge Cuban influence down there. And so mm-hmm. they make a lot of Cuban coffee. It's called um, 
cafecito or cafe con leche. And so we also know how to make that at home. And it's basically oh, yeah. just um, very sweet espresso, shots of espresso, and then you add milk and it's, oh, it's divine. So oh, that sounds good. It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> my husband and I are from New Orleans. So they had like the cafe au lait. So it sounds kind of like um, that. Yeah. Not it's probably, coffee, though. it's like chicory coffee, which I don't particularly care for, but, <laughs> but oh, they like yeah. froth all the milk. And so like when they do it like that, it's actually really yummy. Yeah, that does sound good. But yeah, I have to have it sweet for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, my favorite drink. And then the my favorite thing to do to relax is a bath. I mean, by far, it's my favorite thing. And it's been so sad for me. I mean, like, it's such a first world problem. But it's been so sad when I've been in a house because we've moved several times. And we've, we've rented ever since we've moved um, here to Franklin, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So um, there have been houses where I haven't had a tub. And so um, it's been sad. And now I have a house with, we're still renting, but this house came with a massive tub and um, it's literally my favorite thing in the house. And so I will take a bath multiple times a week um, (laughs) just to relax. Like that is my self-care truly. It's my way to escape for a little while, um, feel, just feel good about myself, smell good. Um, I get a lot of samples because of what I do now. And so I have a lot of like sugar scrubs and, um, you know, bath salts and all kinds of stuff that I am trying all the time. So it's just really worked out for me nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, my favorite thing to do in the bath is relax and I'll listen to a podcast while I'm kind of soaking or, um, I'll read a book too. So I love that's that. Awesome. Well, and it's, it, that's awesome too. Cause you're also like trying out the products so you know, and you can stand yeah. behind them, you know, or you're yes. like, Oh no, I don't like that one. And yes. I mean, that is such a simple thing for self-care, you know, like it, it's awesome. And, and it brings so much to you. So that's, I'm yeah. happy you have a house with a tub now. <laughs> I know I'm so happy too. And it, yeah, it's so simple and it really does kill two birds with one, with one stone. Cause sometimes I'll be like, Ooh, I really don't like the way that smells or feels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times those companies will have a different product and still try their other one. But um, some people really don't like baths. And so for them, it's a shower and that's what really makes them feel good in their self-care. I've had several people tell me that where they're just like, no, I'd rather have a really hot, hot shower. And I'm like, I like that too, but I just prefer um, sitting in the bath. So yeah. Okay. See, I'm a hot shower. Like I come out looking like a lobster, like, it's, <laughs> like but yeah, same thing. I mean, that's, I don't know. Um, how I can relax and just hang out in there, you know, and just yes. under this like beating hot shower. So yes, it's so nice. <laughs> um, my favorite thing to watch. I mean, I don't watch a ton of TV. Like I don't, I don't have like shows that I necessarily watch, um, every week, mm-hmm. but you know, like I like the food network, um, particularly the pioneer woman and, um, Trisha, Trisha. Yeah. Oh, they're both so cute. I know. I love them both so much. Um, but like my old faithful and like the two old faithful shows that never let me down. They always make me laugh. They always make me feel good are friends and Gilmore girls. Like those are my (laughs) top two favorite shows of all time. (laughs) That is awesome. I was like a huge friends. Like I still watch that sometimes too. So I've never seen the Gilmore girls though. I mean, I've heard amazing things. I know. So good. Well, it's funny because it came out when I was a teenager. Yeah, um, I think I was like in high school or up college. I'm 38, so I'm just a few years okay. old. So I remember like when it came out. Yeah, I was in high school. So I was, I think like the, the girl in the show, like one of the main characters, um, Rory, she was a 
year younger than me on the show. And so basically I was her just right. a year older. And so <laughs> it just really fit me at that time. And so now it's funny because now I'm like, oh, now I relate to Lorelai, who is the mom. And so <laughs> right. I just feel like it's growing with me. <laughs> um, and I just have always loved friends. Um, always, always. So it's, it's yeah, just it's awesome. <laughs> never fails to make me laugh. Like I was right. just watching the other night and I'm so upset right now because um, Netflix is taking it off and I don't oh, know sometime this year or next year. Why and would they do that? They sold it to somebody else that's going to be streaming it. And I'm just like, that was a mistake Netflix, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Not buying Hulu just for that, but <laughs> right. I know it makes me so sad. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, my favorite place to go. Um, we just spent some time there, which was really nice and filled me up. Um, in that way too, is uh, a place called Sanibel Island and it's on the West coast of Florida. It's off of, um, Fort Myers air. It's like South that's of Tampa. Down at the bottom, huh? Oh yeah. Well that's, I'm down at the bottom, but I'm on the, e- I, I was on the East coast. So I was, you know, grew up on the East coast and we would vacation over on Sanibel Island on the West coast. It's, oh, two, it's like two and a half hour drive. Um, because my grandparents always lived over there. And so we always had a free place to stay. And it's just one of those islands that's, it's getting touristy now, but it's, it's still untouched. Like the actual beach does not have any restaurants or, you know, live music or anything like that, which I, I'm not against all those things, but it's just so peaceful. There's just condos on the beach and, but basically it's just an untouched paradise. It's so nice. Um, and you can, it's so small and you can bike ride the whole Island, you know, really fast. And it just, it's so, so it's my favorite place in the entire world. I love it so much. So Sanibel Island, West coast of Florida. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I love, I love Florida. Um, my, we would go to soccer tournaments down in Tampa all the time. And Mm -hmm. so like, I love, you know, Tampa Clearwater, but I never made it that like south south of that but um that sounds amazing and, like the water there and the gulf is just so pretty uh, and, yes I mean I'm an east coast girl for sure but I love the gulf of Mexico way more than I do the Atlantic Ocean so <laughs> it's just so much nicer over there it's just nicer um it's 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 a little less um rough and um less seaweedy I yeah. guess and the sand is nicer there's more shells things like that you know I oh. of course I love my east coast but that's just where we would always vacation and go to the beach. So it's my oh, favorite. that's awesome. I love the beach. Um, so do you think you guys will stay in North Carolina or you think you'd end up back in Florida one day? I think our Florida day is over. I, yeah. you know, I, I, for a long time was in denial about living here and <laughs> I would just be like, Nope, we're going to go back at some point. Right. You know, <laughs> My husband's like, no, we're not. We're, we moved here. We're going to stay here. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's just so expensive to live down there. And I don't, I, as much as I miss the people, the life, you know, the, the, the culture, especially because moving here was like a culture shock in reverse because everyone sure. is, is the same and there's nothing wrong with that either, but it's just, I'm used to diversity. I'm used to languages. Mm-hmm. Um, having, you know, having friends that are just from other countries. Cause I mean, it's just a melting pot down there. And so I really miss the culture aspect of it. And of course my family, my friends, but I don't miss our lifestyle because, right. um, we were killing ourselves just tr- trying to keep up and, um, paying too much money to, uh, rent houses, buy houses. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, 
wouldn't be good for us. I don't know that we'll ever move. Um, you know, that's really up to, to God opening those doors for us. We would be open, you know, we're open to whatever he wants. Um, but as far as I can tell, we're going to stay here for a while and it's, you know, it's been five years and we really have kind of gone all in here and really joined our community. So I can't imagine living somewhere else right now. So yeah. Awesome. That's (laughs) awesome. Um, so yeah, so where can people find you? Like what's your website, your social media, all that good stuff so they can learn more about this awesome subscription plan. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, the website is mamaneedsbox.com and I spell mama M A M A. And then you can find me at mama needs box on Facebook and Instagram. It's the same on both. And then you can find the podcast at mama needs podcast.com. It's also on iTunes and Spotify. Um, so yeah, come and check it out. I've got coupon codes going all the time. Um, you know, I can just tell you one right now, if you want to go over there and, um, get free shipping, you can use the code ship it free and shipping will be taken off on your very first box. So awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I have enjoyed this conversation just, just so much. Like I I love learning more about you and just like digging a little deeper. So thank you so much for taking the time to to jump on here with me. Thank you for having me. I loved it so much. Appreciate it.